Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is Friday the 15th of March. This is the COB. I'm Kylie Merritt here with David Scott. Scotty, how are you? I'm good. It's a Friday. It is a it's Friday. Always good to, it's it always been a Friday. Friday. Yeah. Uh, closing out the week on a high. Another, it was a choppy week though. It was and uh, basically flat for the week. You know, characterised by you know, choppy moves and, and quite volatile moves intraday at times. Uh, kind of reflecting what we've seen over the past uh, month or so where it's been kind of volatile but directionless at the same time so we've basically gone nowhere for uh, for over a month now after we've had that uh, partial rebound from the uh, from the decline in uh, in february and march yeah and and this is all i mean it's it's sentiment and it's news flow mm-hmm. definitely so look it's it's kind of strange to go and see what's going on i i find it curious that uh, as the as the news flow domestically here in relation to the coronavirus has been on an improving trend it's actually been that period that the market hasn't been able to go and sustain a rally. It's actually started to falter. And I just wonder whether you know, all this good news about what's been happening, uh, you know, uh, potentially from stimulus, from potential like you no know, trials to go and find a cure or a vaccine, uh, or even a treatment for the, uh, for the virus, uh, and reopening of the economy is now pretty much factored in. And now we're kind of thinking, well, uh, what does the future look like? You know, everyone's priced in, or a lot of people are pricing in that it's going to be a fairly quick recovery. You know, by the second half of the year, things will start getting back to looking normal-ish. Uh, but then, of course, this week we had uh, the Fed Chair Jerome Powell came out and warned of uh, significant downside risk to the US economy. So you could probably extrapolate that to other major economies around the world. Yeah. Anthony Fauci, the, uh, the, the head of the uh, US Advisory on uh, Infectious Diseases, the government in the US, uh, also wondered about the risks of, uh, of reopening too quickly and having a, a second massive wave come through. And I just wonder whether people worldwide and investors are sitting back and going, well, we're factoring in that there's going to be a fairly good recovery, but now we're not entirely certain. And we're seeing pockets of you know, new outbreaks. South Korea, even here in Australia today, we're seeing uh, new cases in, uh, in Victoria. Yeah. And we've seen also cases uh, in Rockhampton. So uh, I can understand why people are a bit nervous. If we have this situation where it's a rolling stoppages of the economy, uh, we're not going to have a V-shape or a U-shape no. recovery. And I think people just wanted to be positive for so long, but at some point reality has got to sink in and it's like this is not some you know, quick return to <laughs> growth. Yeah, exactly. And I think although people are going to start coming back into the cities as these restrictions are repealed, uh, the one thing I've noticed coming back into the city, having been working remotely uh, for the best part of two months beforehand, was that I'm conscious of people being close and around you and it has impacted the way I behave. Mm. So I'm just wondering, you know, when everyone starts coming back in, uh, how that's going to go and play out and uh, whether people are going to feel confident enough to go and want to come back in. Uh, some of us have no choice. We want to go in, we want to come mm. to the city, but a lot of others, I think, will be reluctant to go and do so. Yeah. And that, that also, you know, that flows through to things like, you know, you look at the consumer confidence numbers. But you look at the retail numbers and you start to think, okay, well, you know, they open back up shops, they open back up cafes, but it doesn't necessarily mean just because things are open that people are going to want to go shopping and go traipsing through Westfield with, 
you know, a thousand other people around them. So I think, you know, all those data sets that we're going to start to see over the next six months um, are going to be really interesting to watch for stuff like that. Um, look, just this afternoon, you know, what, an hour and a half before the end of trade, uh, Westpac um, posted a, you know, a notice admitting 23 million anti-money laundering breaches um, in the documents, but you know they are um, they are defending a large part of that that Austrac claim. So you know the, the Friday afternoon, taking out the trash as you will. Yeah, the market certainly liked it though. The uh, Westpac shares responded uh, yeah. very positively to it. But look, at least I'd say it's probably partly because a it's Friday afternoon and the queries yeah. often are very dry on a Friday afternoon. Uh, secondly, uh, it's certainty in some aspect or another. Not a whole bunch, but uncertainty is lacking so many yeah. places now. So I can understand why at least that bit of piece of news has gone and helped Leno market finish in positive yeah. territory today. I just want to just chat quickly about an interview we had um, on Ausbiz this morning. It was with the CEO of Industry Super, Bernie Dean. And I think, you know, the interesting thing for me around this was this renewed sort of conversation and debate around whether this, you know, early access to super will really result in in these big super funds um, not being able to make big investments going forward? Well, it may make them question whether they can invest and put a whole bunch of money into illiquid assets that are very difficult to go and uh, and liquidate uh, should a need arise. But the brutal honesty is that these guys get close to 10% of everyone's pay packets uh, each and every week. So there's plenty of money coming into the system. Uh, I just think, you know, there's... In my opinion, there's a lot of you know, negativity that's been cast uh, you know, and they're pushing back against the government. I heard uh, one, one uh, person call about you know, sovereign risk and you know, having to go and invest into very uh, you know, uh, liquid assets and cash that's going to lower returns. I think it's, uh, you know, take a step back. You're still getting a lot of money coming through and there's still plenty of uh, opportunities out there to go and invest in both illiquid and liquid markets. Yeah, okay. Um, Stock of the day today, Rex Express Holdings, REX. These guys have been in the news a lot of late. Uh, We had Andrew Whelant from uh, Dornbush Partners and Berman Invest, Julia Lee. Have a look at this one. Here's some of what they had to say um, about Rex. I love Regional Express. I mean, if you're traveling to regional Australia, it's one of the very few airlines which travels to most places in Australia. So it formed in 2002. Uh, I think it was Hazleton, which I've also traveled on, and Kendall, which merged. And look, a monopoly on most of its routes. It services those routes that Virgin as well as Qantas um, were unprofitable in servicing because they have much smaller aircrafts. I think it does make sense to uh, expand. Um, The market definitely liked the sound of that. And I guess it offers um, more competition. The fact that it's already operating here in Australia means it's already got a foothold as well as a client base. Andrew, what do you think of Rex? Airlines in general scare me because they're very high fixed cost businesses. Uh, You know, like if you've only got half the passengers, does that mean you only pay half the landing fees and half the fuel and half the wages of the the people operating the planes. So I I guess I'm always being a bit dubious on airlines. There's a whole political story there. You know, why did uh, Virgin not get a look in, but Rex did? Um, And so I just think there's lots of moving parts in there. So me personally, I'd be a bit cautious, maybe wait for them to dip back into that 90 cent mark. I'd be probably a little bit cautious at these levels. Andrew Whelan there talking about Rex. And of course you can watch uh, the whole the call program um, on our website or app um, or you can also listen to it as a podcast um, so just search for that on your favorite podcasting platform uh, scuddy plenty of data um, on the agenda coming up in the diary for next week 
um, you know, a bunch of stuff out from China and the US, but also, you know, some, some key stuff here to be watching. Yes, uh, we've got uh, the weekly payrolls report awards, actually bi-weekly uh, in Australia. So it gives an insight, building upon what we saw in the employment report on uh, released yesterday. So this is a measure of uh, no actual jobs that mm. have been lost. Yeah. Uh, and so I suspect it's going to be another ugly figure uh, that will give us some more insight as to the, the labour market hit. Uh, we also have an impact on household survey. The ABS has been uh, very thoughtful to go and uh, roll out this information to go and give the policymakers around the, uh, the country an insight as to how households have been impacted and where we can potentially maybe support further. Um, RBA minutes, is there anything left for them to say? Well, from a traditional monetary policy sense, there's not a whole lot, to yeah. be honest. Uh, not at this stage. I think some people would like them to go and be a bit more aggressive and, and add to uh, the stimulus. Uh, this one's going to be of interest for the boffins who follow fixed income because it's going to have a lot of information about the technical factors about the RBA's uh, expansion of uh, collateral uh, for their repo, uh, repo program. So there'll be a lot of focus on that. As for uh, the rest of it, uh, be interesting to see what the RBA says about the global economy and also the Australian economy. But like every other forecaster out there at the moment, you know, take it with a grain of salt. There's so much uncertainty. Just because the RBA is saying it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. And anything overseas you're particularly keen on seeing next week? Uh, look, there's, there's always stuff out. Uh, realistically, on Monday, the, uh, the Japanese economy is uh, going to release their GDP figures. We're also going to get uh, Eurozone figures tonight. Uh, so we're going to go and get an insight the world's biggest economic block, how their economy fared in the, uh, the first quarter, and how the third biggest economy, uh, individual economy in the world fared on Monday. So we're going to get a real insight now as to how, the, how big an impact uh, the pandemic has had on uh, an economic growth worldwide. I'm just reading, um, Scuddy, just to wind up the podcast today, our tweet of the day um, was actually from your old place of employment, the age and the SMH in the archives there. They did an on this day, May 15th, 1919, uh, Sydney siders were told they could take off their masks and enjoy a trip to the theatre again after months of anti-influenza restrictions. But the Herald reminded us we were not yet out of the woods. History rhymes and repeats and in the yeah. same in market and it's also the same on this occasion when it comes to this, uh, this crisis. Obviously we're talking back then about the, uh, the Spanish uh, influenza but uh, no, this time we've got a different uh, virus but uh, same headlines. And what would they have thought in 1919 if we'd ended that sentence with hashtag pandemic? <laughs> I'm not sure but uh, I'm sure they would have been hoping at the stage like exactly, we are now that, yeah. uh, that it's all over and done with all as right. quickly as possible. Okay, you have a good weekend. Uh, we've got plenty on Ausbiz coming up on Monday. Uh, join us for Market Open actually. Uh, Jason Steed, the head of Australian Equities at JP Morgan, um, will be on the live stream so check that out um have a good weekend stay safe don't run around with too many people around you and we'll see you back here on monday